Well, the New Jersey Devils take on the Philadelphia Flyers tonight. Is there any hope that they redeem themselves in this matchup? And also, is P.K. Subban due for a comeback year despite a slow start? We have a lot to discuss in this episode, so buckle up. You're Locked On Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Alrighty now, what is up New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, college hockey play-by-play announcer and also Devils writer for the Hockey Writers, Trey Matthews. And it's currently 3.17 p.m. Eastern Time, January the 27th, 2021 at the time of this recording. And the Devils are still 3-2-1. But they have a chance of redemption tonight as they take on the Philadelphia Flyers in a rematch. So uh, if you hadn't checked out the last episode, I basically gave you guys my initial reactions to the game because I started recording that episode like a few moments after the game had ended and I basically talked about what went right for the New Jersey Devils and what went wrong as well so you know obviously McLeod got his first career NHL goal uh Janssen got his first point with the uh, New Jersey Devils and this one kind of fell under the radar but Kokonen also got his first point ever in his NHL career so uh, obviously, no one was really talking about that because people were more talking about Janssen getting the primary assist and finally cracking into the points column in his first season with the Devils. But obviously, tonight is a rematch and I'm doing some critical thinking. So do the New Jersey Devils have a chance at redemption? I personally think so because let me first go off of judgment based on the past game. So we look at the Bruins game. So uh, and, and just not the first Bruins game either. Let's, let's look at the series in total. So let's look at those two games against the Boston Bruins. So obviously they had one of the worst periods of hockey that I've ever seen in my years of studying hockey. Uh, it was terrible, but they were able to turn around in the second and third period. Unfortunately, they just didn't come out with the win. And then obviously in game two, they obviously held Boston in check and were able to get the game winning goal towards the end of OT. So, you know, there's that. And then also let's look at the Islanders a little bit. So the Islanders uh, in game one against them last Thursday, uh, the Devils obviously lost four to one, but then uh, come a few days later, they, they uh, had their best game of the season. So I personally think for the New Jersey Devils, uh, it, no one is really talking about this, but I'm just impressed with their overall adaptation. That's what I was saying uh, during the course of the offseason. I was like, I would love to see if this team is adaptable to situations. And personally, uh, they're, they're showing great adaptability because I just gave you guys a couple of examples of, you know, they play horrible in this game or this certain sequence, but then they turn it around quickly. So I think for the New New Jersey Devils they will make a quick turnaround because realistically they could have won that game against the Flyers just certain things didn't go their way so you know Sharon Govich had a shot that hit the post and went out same with Severson and also Janssen and obviously that sucks so realistically the Devils could have won the game six to five or six to four because uh remember the Flyers scored one of their goals on an empty netter. So I believe they could have won 6-4 had those three shots went in for Sharon Govich, Janssen, and Severson. But unfortunately, as we say it in basketball, it just rimmed out. It just did not want to go into the twine. So that really sucks, and that that's just painful to watch. And you know what? Uh, also, uh, Janssen had a wide-open shot, but he missed it like four feet. Sharon Govich was on the open breakaway as well, but unfortunately, it didn't go in. It was a, you know, a weekly hit shot. So 
For the New Jersey Devils, I personally think that uh, they're just a slept on team because I just informed you guys how adaptive they can be. And they showed it a little bit a couple nights ago against the Flyers because, as we all remember, they got off to a fast start in period number one. Then, obviously, they give up two penalty kills, uh, one in period number one and the other in period number two. Period number two didn't really go their way. The Flyers were getting all the shots. But then the Devils were able to tie the game quickly before going into period number three. It looked like they had all the momentum going on their side. It, just a few factors just didn't go their way. So, obviously, Scott Wedgwood made a mistake. Ty Smith made a mistake. And those are both costly mistakes on their end because they just basically costed their teams the game in, in that respective instance. And for Ty Smith, if the Devils wanted any shot at a comeback or you know possibly to win it, it went out the door as soon as Ty Smith had that turnover and was just playing sloppily. But uh, I, I don't want to bash on Ty Smith because, like I said in yesterday's episode, Ty Smith has been doing really well. And obviously, he's the first uh, rookie defenseman for the Devils organization to uh, have a point in his first five games. So, you know, obviously, uh, that's something that we need to take into consideration. And just hopefully, Ty Smith can rebound. And hopefully, Jack Hughes can rebound because I've noticed something from Jack Hughes. Every time he kind of gets it's quote-unquote shut out in a game like this he usually bounces back at least for this year at least for this year I'm not going to act like uh, I saw this potential from him last season so I expect Jack Hughes to be faster quicker stronger in the next game and just coming out with a sense of urgency because I feel like that uh, Jack Hughes felt like he was kind of shut down in last game so and obviously McLeod is on cloud nine right now after coming off his first goal breathing that sigh of relief and uh, just hopefully he can just build on that and just continue to grow and develop. And uh, I'm, I'm excited to see what the Devils can do. Because remember, I know I've said this in so many episodes. We still do not have Brock. We still do not have Vatnin. We still do not have Heizer. And I'm hoping that Heizer comes back soon. So I think in this order, it's uh, Brock will be back first. Then Heizer. And then Vatnin. In that order. So I, I'm looking forward to seeing those three guys back on the ring for the Devils because they can really make an impact for our team. And I just feel like they'll be those players that puts our team over the hump because the Devils are actually doing pretty decent without them. But think of it like this. I, I know they were on our roster last year, but uh, just picture like uh, we just made a, a big trade. We got Heizer, we got Vatnin, and we got Brat to add to our roster that's already decent and already doing, you know, a pretty, I guess there's no better word for it, decent job already. So uh, obviously we have some stuff to work out, especially our defense. But at the same time, we're not really doing that bad per se. We're doing average, but I feel as though if we get those three players, that will really put us over the hump. And also, we need Blackwood back ASAP because I love Scott Wedgwood and all, but he cannot be our go-to guy for this amount of games because as teams start to settle in, uh, it's going to be harder and harder and harder for Wedgwood. So Wedgwood, he's doing a decent job, don't get me wrong, but I can't wait until we get Blackwood back, and I can't wait until Aaron Dell officially joins our roster because, remember, uh, Aaron Dell has to be uh, going through procedures right now due to the fact that he's coming from a Canadian team, and obviously the borders are a little thickeny about it. So uh, Aaron Dell, it might take him a minute f for him to uh, actually join the Devils on the bench. But anyway, I want to talk about goaltending while we're still on the subject. So prior to yesterday's game, the Devils actually had one of the best goals against average in the league. So leading the way were the Stars with 1.00 goals against average, then the Islanders at 1.6, and then third was the Devils at 2.0. So remember what I told you guys? The goalies for the New Jersey Devils are our best defenders because they give us a chance to win. And that's proven right there. 
Obviously, we've had a lot of shots against us, and I really wish our defense was better, but obviously, sometimes you got to take what you could get, and if, if that's uh, not proof that our goalies keep us uh, in contention for right now, I don't know what else is. So, they're giving us a chance to win. They're giving us the energy that we need. And speaking of energy, I think I need a built bar right now because I am really low on energy. So, anyway, uh, let's get back to the discussion. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You don't know what a built bar is? Let me tell you something about built bar. Built bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. The improved built bar is even more delicious. 18 amazing flavors, including nut and non nut flavors. Six new flavors caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, apple. Apple almond crisp oh my gosh this is delicious I've already had a few when I go out to the gym and they are super healthy too you're probably thinking wait a minute these bars are covered in 100% chocolate soft and easy to chew uh, 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 uh sounds like an unhealthy snack that is not true as I stated built bars are healthy built bar is great for the health conscious guy lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat built bars are low in calorie low in sugar high protein high fiber great for a keto diet and you yes you I'm gonna make an offer that you can't refuse go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code Locked On, and you'll get $10 off your next order. Use the promo code Locked On and get $10 off at BuiltBar.com. There we go. I repeated it so that way you don't have to rewind it. Go to BuiltBar.com and get your Built Bars right now. So I've hinted about this for quite some time now. I really want to see P.K. Subban have a comeback year and just be similar to Jack Hughes, which is shut up the naysayers, shut up the haters, and just prove you're an effective player. Because I still feel as though P.K. Subban does have that potential to be uh, a good player that he once was. I feel like he's not done quite yet. He's just slowing up a little bit, and he needs to be smarter because, uh, obviously, his skill set isn't what it used to be. He's not making the right amount of plays. He's not being a smart player, as I just mentioned. So, uh, for P.K. Subban, I really do believe he can have a comeback year, but it's up to him to, you know, be better. So, obviously, the Devils are looking for redemption this year because last season, they were just subpar. And our star defenseman, P.K. Subban, is certainly no exception due to his poor production and lack of consistency throughout the entirety of last season. So, uh, let me give you guys some uh, background information. So, on the second day of the 2019 NHL Draft, uh, we obviously acquired P.K. Subban in exchange for Steven Santani, Jeremy Davies, and two second-round picks. After the teams finalized the trade, people expected the Devils to return to playoff form once again due to them now having a high-caliber player in P.K. Subban. And, you know, obviously they had Taylor Hall on the roster at the time, so obviously expectations were a little higher. Obviously we were not going to be contenders, but everyone expected us to be back in the playoffs. And that did not happen because the experiment fell flat and left more questions than answers for a backtracking organization. And you know what? It still leaves more questions than answers because it's like the Devils are doing decent, but P.K. Subban still isn't really doing anything. Yes, he has an assist of the year, but uh, other than that, he's not really doing much. The defense is still atrocious, even with his pairing of Ryan Murray. So 
Uh, let's continue. So the trade for Subban stunned the hockey world due to the Devils acquiring the former Norris Trophy winner for essentially nothing. So with all due respect towards Santani and also Davies, uh, their production and impact comes nowhere close to P.K. Subban. So last season, he only appeared in two games for Nashville. I'm talking about Santini now. And he's also provided little to nothing during his four-year tenure with the Devils organization. So as you all know, Santani uh, split time between the NHL and the AHL. So uh, as for Davies, he currently plays for the Milwaukee Admirals and AHL team. If he translates his style of play from the AHL to the NHL, I'm sure he'll be a solid player, but I'm not really seeing anything special. So I am more than certain that he will not be able to reach Subban's level of impact, even if he tried. And you know what? That's just my honest professional opinion. So this move was obviously a salary dump for Nashville's end. And Nashville is struggling uh, this season, by the way. And they clearly had no real intention for Subban to start the season with them. So it's safe to say that the Devils organization thought that they struck gold in this deal. Unfortunately, the dream was quickly turned into a nightmare as Subban finished the shortened year with a career low of 18 points, 7 goals, 11 assists, and a disappointing plus-minus rating of negative 21. The Devils attempted to clean house during the course of last season. You know, obviously we traded away our captains, Hall and Andy Green. However, despite not having a no-trade clause in his contract, the Devils couldn't find a team willing to take on Subban. Uh, to go along with his career low numbers, he still has two years, cap hit $9 million, left on his eight-year $72 million deal that he originally signed with the Montreal Canadiens back in 2014. So this is the question I have for GMs. Why do you sign players to such large contracts like that? Because you know their production will not be the same once they get older. So that's the risk you run when you sign players like that for that long. That's why I like basketball's contracts because the player is only signed for, you know, a max four to five years, but it beats, uh, you know, the NHL or uh, baseball's, uh, you know, career contracts because I've seen contracts that in the MLB that are like, 13 years so for example like i i forget the uh you know terms of the contract but bryce harper signed with the philadelphia phillies a couple years ago and it was like a 13 year deal and it has no trade clause and also no opt-out so the phillies are stuck with bryce harper and that's just a stupid uh contract if you ask me because the phillies haven't really done anything you know i'm just putting that out there uh anyway back to our hockey talks I'm still not a fan of when GM signed players to such long contracts like that because it just makes it harder to trade the player. You know, you're stuck with that player, and also it can really screw up your future. So my question to GMs, or and maybe someone can provide me the answer, why such big contracts like that? Do you really think that another team would offer him, like, you know, I don't know, like a, a 10 or a year or so contract, whatever the case might be? That is a huge risk. So with Subban getting up there in age, not to mention declining production, there's certainly some cause for concern for our former all-star blue liner. So my question is, and probably your question is too, is there any hope? So obviously people were frustrated with Subban's play last season. However, I firmly believe that he can have a bounce back season if he approaches the game with a different mindset. Obviously, we are six games in right now. We're about to have seven games tonight, but my message to P.K. Subban is this. For starters, he needs to find alternative methods for his even strength defense. So his Corsi against per 60 minutes, so CA over 60, and expected goals against per 60 minutes, so, you know, XGA over 60. You know, these are advanced analytics for anyone who doesn't know. Uh, has steadily been declining throughout the years. As proven over the last three seasons, his uh, Corsi against per 60 minutes are negative 6.1, negative 2.36, 
and negative 0.38. Whereas his expected goals against per 60 are plus 0.07, plus 0.15, and plus 0.24. In order to prove upon this, Subban needs to become more adaptable because I talked about earlier in the show, being adaptive can take you a long way due to him not being the young defensive star that he once was. Albeit, he would need to make a remarkable amount of adjustments, but there's nothing that more film sessions can't fix. When a player loses their youth and agility, they need to rely on their mindset and IQ in order to remain effective. Since Subban is considered a two-way defenseman, he needs to attempt to change his offensive style as well. Now, I will say this, his offensive numbers can be a bit murky at times due to the fact that he has always been an inconsistent shooter throughout his time in the NHL. So, last season, Subban did try to create more goal opportunities for himself by taking 82 wrists slash snapshots which resulted in two goals and 113 slap shots, which resulted in four goals. While the slap shot is clearly his go-to move, if he continues to take the puck closer to the net, he might be able to break back into the double digits for goals once again. So objectively, Subban needs to be more productive in his power play opportunities because two goals and four assists and 160 minutes of playing time in that category is completely unacceptable. And it's not going better this year, by the way. So Subban, please wake up. That's all I'm saying. Please wake up. Okay, so it's also worth mentioning that while the assist numbers don't demonstrate it, Subban did an excellent job of creating alternative scoring opportunities for his teammates. He was able to create 0.67 rebounds per 60 minutes, 13 total rebounds created if you guys uh, were trying to do the math, which led the team. If he can create more opportunities like that for the Devils young forwards in the low zone, then I fully expect for him to have the same amount of rebounds and also a higher assist rate uh throughout the rest of the season so that's all i'm saying for suban so he already has one assist this year and obviously it's a short season so suban you might want to get on your horse and start improving so with a new system set to be interpolated by lindy ruff because the devils are still trying to get accustomed to that it is completely up to the forwards to help suban out so uh, I, it has to be an eye for an eye. So hopefully the Fords can return something to Subban and hopefully Subban can return something to the Fords. So that's how teamwork works. Speaking of teamwork, you know what really makes the dream work? Placing your bets and making more money than what was in your pocket when you first began the bets. So let's talk about betonline.ag. Alrighty now, are we ready for some more hockey? Are you enjoying the season so far? Because the season is in full swing and as always, there's some big matchups to look forward to. The NFL regular season is over and also the playoffs are pretty much done. It just comes down to two teams, the Chiefs and the Bucks, and it's becoming clear who might become the next Super Bowl champion, or I hope it's remaining clear. That's for you guys to decide, so there's only one place that has you covered and one place we trust. Go to betonline.ag, sign up for today for a free account at betonline.ag, and use that promo code LOCKEDON for 50% welcome bonus. NFL games of the week are usually talked about, college football top games, current headlines in sports, that's what they'll use talk about it they can always flip it around nba nhl mlb whatever the case might be so don't sit on the sideline anymore get in on the action don't forget to use that promo code locked on to receive a 50 percent welcome bonus with your first deposit bet online your online sportsbook expert and also check out the social media page visit our good friends and exclusive partners at bet online underscore ag to take advantage of the best bonuses in the business sign up for a free account and use that promo code locked on for your sign up bonus hashtag bet online Get with it and get in the action, everybody.
So overall, I do believe that since there's a change in coaching staff and leadership, it could really help benefit Subban. But, uh, you know, I already gave the explanation as to why Subban wasn't given one of the A captain roles for the New Jersey Devils. Because going back to his power play production, the Devils can certainly move the puck and draw up plays a little better in that regard. But similar to Subban's style of play, this goes two ways because he needs to be smarter himself. For example, taking slap shots at the point area, we've seen a lot of it this season, most of which get blocked repeatedly during the power play opportunities, makes yourself very vulnerable, not to mention very predictable. So if he can become more adaptable, study more film, and also continues to better himself and his younger teammates, then I expect a full leap forward for the New Jersey Devils and P.K. Subban for that matter. And maybe it will be easier to trade Subban if this season just completely goes down the drain like you know everyone is expecting it to. So hopefully the New Jersey Devils can stay consistent. Or if it doesn't work out, you know I'll give the alternate plan in a second. But uh, for the most part, I just think that Subban could just do better this season. And also just last season, he needs to learn from that. Because I feel like he's just trying to do the same thing over and over. And also his breakup with Lindsey Vaughn doesn't really help anything. But you know that's a discussion for another time. Uh, Subban certainly doesn't lack any self-confidence. Because as he stated in Men's Journal, he says that he's still one of the top defensemen in the league. I wouldn't go that far because, you know, Subban, you've, you've uh, fallen from grace. Like, the angels clipped your rings and you're back down to earth like uh, like a, a face flat, full face flat into the earth. And it left like a mark like you see in those cartoons or whatever the case might be. On the contrary, it doesn't improve. And the Devils are once again unable to trade them. Then maybe the Seattle Kraken's expansion draft can help in that regard. So, Seattle, if P.K. Subban doesn't do well, would you like a washed-up defenseman and take his contract far away from us? So, if P.K. Subban can just improve... And also, we need Brat and we need Vatnin, and we need Heischer back, so that way, uh, you know, production can go up for the New Jersey Devils just a tad bit, and can put them over the hump if they're in serious consideration to maybe, you know, crack a playoff spot in the tough East Division. Then, you know, uh, everything has to go in full circle for them. So that's why, in tonight's matchup, you guys are going to kill me for this. I am picking PK Subban to be the player of the game or the player I talk about after the game. So. Uh, obviously I haven't seen Jack Hughes, uh, you know, have two bad games in a row this year. I have not seen Ty Smith have two bad games in a row. So I think it's PK Subban's turn. He's due for one. Okay. So we talked about Johnson was due for one and he, you know, he improved in yesterday's game. He almost had a goal. He had an assist. He got his first points. Uh, obviously Smith had that little bit of a streak. Jack Hughes has been excellent so far for the New Jersey Devils. Scott Wedgwood has redeemed himself. And you know what? Even though he's right now one and two, uh, you know, replacing Blackwood, he's still doing pretty decent. And not to mention that I just think that Subban is the one due for the New Jersey Devils. Him or Ryan Murray. One of them is due for a big game. So I am picking P.K. Subban to be my player of the game. And if he doesn't do well, then I will stop picking P.K. Subban uh, unless he proves otherwise. So anyway, that's about all the time I have for you guys today. Continue to stay safe and have a wonderful day, New Jersey. Go Devils. Let's see if they can win in tonight's matchup against the Flyers in a rematch. I personally think they can because, you know, they've redeemed themselves. The Flyers didn't exactly play their best game. Uh, you know, in the last matchup. So if the Devils, you can just tighten up on the penalty kill a little bit, uh, just be a little smarter. So, you know, Smith, Wedgwood, be smarter. And also just keep that same momentum and energy and don't let up on the gas pedal at all during the course of the game. Stay consistent. Then I believe they can come out with a victorious win. So I'm picking the Devils to win it. I always pick the Devils to win. But you know what? I'm just being honest. This is my truly honest opinion for you guys. I would never try to mislead you. So thanks for listening, and I will catch you guys in the next episode.